Welcome to week two, episode two of the Big Mike and Chuck podcast. Episode two! We got a pretty good show lined up today. We are going to do some NBA recap with the playoffs going on. We got the Heat and the Celtics and the Nuggets and the Lakers. And then we will be, you know, talking about a nice another nice week of the NFL here. We got some NFL, we got some NBA, our weekly picks, and later on we have an interview with Madison LaFollette baseball player Kyler Zakowski and his offer to go to Creighton. Yep, recent commitment to Creighton, only as a junior this year, so that's pretty big news. So we'll get to him, talk about that, and let's go into some NBA recap. All right, Celtics and Heat, they play tonight. Miami's got a 2-1 lead over the Celtics, and the Lakers and Nuggets, Lakers got a 2-1 lead over the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, this has been a good series here. I know in uh, game one, the Heat just looked dominant over the Celtics. Duncan Robinson, 6-12 from three, 18 points, just showing you showing you what I talked about last time is he, he knows he definitely knows how to shoot the ball. Uh, Tyler Harrow in game one was 11 had 11 points nine rebounds and five assists and I think people sometimes forget he's a rookie Christian mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler Harrow has been Nothing but impressive this playoff series. You see he's hitting all the shots that count. Yeah, and I know 11 9 and 5 that's not gonna jump out of a page at you, but I mean this guy 11 9 and 5 that's some that's some just great basketball and as a rookie beating the number one overall team in the nba and then the boston celtics that's impressive stuff yeah they've got just a great team they definitely have heart i think it's going to take a they're you're going i don't know how the celtics are going to do in the rest of the series it looked like they had that locker room breakdown with they were all fighting each other yelling after game after they went down 2-0 and then they came back in game three and looked just sharp. Marcus Smart has just looked great over the entire playoffs. And so that is the Celtics and the Heat. Now we go on to the Nuggets and the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers won the first two games of their conference finals and the Nuggets got game three. I'm not too concerned about the Lakers. I mean, they didn't shoot well from three. They really just... No, nobody predicted that the Lakers were going to sweep against the Nuggets. You know, I agree with that, but I will say the Nuggets did look. They had some stretches where they just looked great last night. They didn't. They did look great. They looked like, like Nikola Jokic had one like step back mid range shot on Anthony Davis that was at the end of the shot clock. He just did, you know, did the Dirk Nowitzki just use that his knee to make himself some room and just skied it and oh it was it a huge arc just went in looked great murray looked like a big time player murray looked like a finals mvp if he can make it there because i don't know if you saw that one step back dagger three had and then with the clock running down just to go under one minute he had that 30 foot three that he just launched from mars and hit that one and they, the Nuggets did have a great game. However, the Lakers didn't have great defense. And also, Rajon Rondo, Alex Caruso, and Anthony Davis were combined 0 for 11 from three. If they, if each one of them at least hits one three, then the Lakers would be have 116. So I'm not too. Con- I mean, the Nuggets did play a great game, but I still think the Lakers are the better team and win this series. Yep. And now we move on to some NFL recap. 
NFL recap. I did pretty good with my picks last week. I was 13 of 16. How'd you do, Mike? That was pretty good. I was 12 of 16. You know, I was... I have had a few long shot picks in there, but I think this week my picks are looking like a perfect slate. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. What game from last week do you think you nailed? I had the Cowboys beating the Falcons this week. Probably a pick that not many people had, but they pulled it out. Didn't look like they were going to pull it out the whole time. You know, some late game shenanigans helped them pull that one out and you know that's just a it's just a classic Falcons team right there blowing the lead you remember back to their Super Bowl that they blew oh man that was are now become the first team in the NFL with 39 points and zero turnovers to lose a game teams who have scored 39 points and had no turnovers were 440 and zero before last before last Sunday and now the Falcons become that one spot in the lose column. What do you think of that, Chuff? Yowza. That's that's tough. I mean, that is a classic Falcons move to just blow a lead. They they need to figure out why they can't finish off their wins. Uh, whether it be the coaching staff or they need to change up the culture a little bit. I don't know, but they need to figure it out. All right, Christian, which game did you nail this week? The game I most impressed myself with was the Colts and the Minnesota Vikings. I know you had the Vikings winning and almost everybody had the Vikings winning, but I said no, the Indianapolis Colts are going to win in a pretty lopsided game. And I nailed that. Kirk Cousins sucked flat out. Yeah, he had he looked horrible. zero touchdowns, three interceptions, and almost no yards. At one point, his rating was zero. And he had a QBR of 15. Yeah, in that that's game. not great. All right, what do you say? Ready for some picks for the week? Yeah, this is my favorite topic already. All right, Thursday night, we've got the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Some Gardner Minshew action. What you got in that one, Chive? Minshew versus Fitzmagic. I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one. I like the Dolphins because of Matthew Fitzpatrick. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And his just the experience that he has in the NFL on a short week. The Thursday night is pretty rough for young people, for young players. And the Jaguars, I think, are decent, but I do like the Dolphins' defense better, and I think they get the game won. I think the Dolphins are decent, but I think the Jaguars are pulling this one out. I think Minshew is a wild card. I think all season we're going to see some five touchdown games followed by one touchdown, two interception game. But... Seeing as the Dolphins' defense got torched last week by Josh Allen, I think that the Jaguars will be able to pull this one out and Gardner Minshew will have a good game. And that brings us on to the Sunday noon games. The noon slots. All right, first up, I got 49ers at Giants. I've got the 49ers in this one, but it was it was a tough call for me. You know, this game's riddled with uh, injuries with George Kittle. Uh, you got... 
Jimmy Garoppolo, you got Nick Bosa. So it's just, they're just hurt. And you know, the Giants lost Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. But I still got the 49ers in this one. Although I do think the Giants will be better later on in the season. You know, they just signed Devontae Freeman. He had a pretty good season with the Falcons a couple years ago. I think he's going to do well for him. But this week, I think it's going to be the 49ers. I do think Daniel Jones is pretty good. But I'm going to take the 49ers because I think they're much much better coached than the Giants are. I mean, Joe Judge is new head coach he's still figuring things out and Kyle Shanahan's been amazing thus far and I think his injuries will hurt them later on but against one of the worst teams in the NFL the Giants right now I'm definitely going to take the Niners all right next game we got the Bengals and the Eagles Bengals at the Eagles uh, I took Philadelphia in this one, getting their first one of the season. I do love Joe Burrow, but they scored 30 points with having him throw 61 passes, and I don't think he's going to throw 61 every game. And I think Carson Wentz won't be perfect, but I think he'll figure some things out, and the Eagles will pull off the win. You know, I got Joe Burrow taking the Bengals to a win in this one. I know I picked him last week, and he burned me, but... You know, he still played a great game. He looked he looked like an NFL quarterback. He looked like he, he was he looked like he was ready for his first win and you know, I think he'll pull that out this week. I do think Joe Burrow is going to be very good, but they need to fix that team right now. They don't have a great defense. All right. The Washington football team versus the Cleveland Browns. I know you do like the Washington football team, but I am taking Cleveland in this game. It's at Cleveland, and Cleveland is letting fans in. They still get retained a home field advantage. And Baker Mayfield looked pretty good Thursday night. He was throwing some darts to people. And Washington, I just don't see them being a very great football team. Yeah, me either. I know I said I liked them last week, but the Browns just looked too good last... You know, they got three sacks. I think if they can can shake up Dwayne Haskins, I mean, their offense looked has looked pretty good this season with Nick Chubb running well, and Baker Mayfield's been tossing pretty good. So I got the Browns in that one. Raiders at the Patriots. <sighs> uh, so I know a lot of people are going to go with the pretty attractive answer with the Patriots in this one, but I've got the Raiders. You know, they just the Raiders just... Their whole persona, just down to earth, black in the shadows, lay low. They got an amazing win against the Saints Monday night, so I've got the Raiders in this one. The Raiders are flying under the radar, but I am going to take the Patriots because they just don't make mistakes. And Cam Newton has been amazing up to this point. And the, the Vegas Raiders don't have a great defense. Their offense has been spectacular so far, but the Bill Belichick... I think he really knows how to slow down people, and the Patriots get the win. All right. We got the Rams versus the Bills. What do you think about this one, Chad? This one was a difficult choice for me, but I ended up taking the Bills. I like their defense better than I like the Rams' defense, and Josh Allen has played pretty good thus far. He can run around. Like I said last week, he can run around, and he can throw it, and he's got Stephon Diggs as a weapon this year, and they've been getting along great. And Jared Goff, I think, is pretty good, but the Bills' defense and Sean McDermott as head coach, they're just, they just seem to be on point so far. This one I did not even have trouble with. The Bills allowing no sacks last week, to, and Josh Allen just, again, carving up thanks to 
Thanksgiving dinner and, you know, going crazy on the Dolphins. He is looking like an MVP caliber quarterback, and I've got the Bills in this one, no problem. That's a hot take. All right, Bears at Falcons. In this one, I have the Falcons. Even though they lost a tough one last week, they still scored 39 points. Bears have not been scoring that many points, so I think the Falcons will take this one. I am going to take the Bears because I think the Falcons, we might see a little bit of a collapse after last week's heartbreaker. And the Bears haven't been outstanding, but they've been solid. They still have a great defense. And, you know, Mitch Trubisky has been on and off, but I think he can get it done. Yeah. Tex- Texans at the Steelers. Oh, this one was a tough one for me, too. I know this the Texans look bad because they're 0-2, but let's just, we got to remember who they're playing. They played the Chiefs and the Ravens in the first two weeks, and, you know, those are two of the best teams in the AFC. I think the Texans are going to be better than people think this year. They're, people, Some people are questioning their coaching with trading DeAndre Hopkins, which I understand, and David Johnson is not nearly as good as DeAndre Hopkins, but he's still a pretty good running back, so I think that him and Deshaun Watson will put together their first win this week. I am taking the Steelers, and unfortunately, I think the Texans will fall to 0-3, but I do really like Deshaun Watson. The Steelers are not letting running backs do anything, and you take David Johnson out of the equation, and you're left with Deshaun Watson without DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he's going to be able to put up enough points to beat the Steelers. All right, now we've got the Titans and the Vikings. Titans at Vikings. I am taking the Titans because they have been very consistent thus far this season, and the Vikings have not. Yeah, let's remember, this is the Titans team that beat Tom Brady in the playoffs last year, and the Vikings' D is just terrible. I think Tannehill and Henry are going to be better than we think, and I've got the Titans in this one. You've got a great running back and then a pretty good quarterback against a brand new secondary. I think it's all Titans. Yeah, and the Vikings' defense has proved to be pretty miserable this year in their first two games so definitely titans in this one panthers at the chargers i've got the chargers in this one you know they they played a game with the chiefs last week they made them hit that field goal at the very end and the chiefs are supposed to be the team in the nfl the best team that no one can touch the reigning super bowl champs yeah you know justin herbert looked good for them so I'll take the Chargers in this one. I'm also taking the Chargers. I think their defense is very underrated. They held uh, Joe Burrow to 13 points, and I think Joe Burrow is going to be a high scorer. And they held the Chiefs to only 20 points in regulation. Justin uh, Justin Herbert will be playing because Tyrod Taylor, I think, is still taking another week off after his punctured lungs. And I love the Chargers right now. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert's going to be big time. He might not be putting up the flashiest numbers, but I think if he he has a little bit of time to develop, I think he'll be a great quarterback. Jets at the Colts. I've got the Colts in this one because the Jets are the Jets. I mean, the Colts had three picks last week. Jonathan Taylor looked like an NFL running back. So, you know, I got the Colts in that one. Wasn't a very tough decision for me. I'm also taking the Colts. The Jets look like the worst team in the NFL right now. And Philip Rivers, the veteran, he's gonna do. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. He's gonna 
put up a few touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor's going to run behind that big O-line. And their defense is decent, and the Jets' offense is not good. And next we'll have the Cowboys and the Seahawks. I am taking the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Dallas is going to put up a ton of yards and probably a lot of points because the Seattle defense has not been very good stopping anybody. They couldn't stop Cam in the offense. They couldn't stop Matt Ryan on the offense. But Russell Wilson looks like the MVP in two weeks through the season. And I just love his offense. I love they're letting him cook. He threw five touchdowns this last week. He's leading the NFL in touchdowns. He only has one interception. He's going to light up the scoreboard like I think he's going to do all the time this season. And they're going to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, everyone knows how I feel about Russell Wilson this year. And I could just sit here and kiss his butt for however long I have. But, you know, I just that offense is just so attractive to me. They do look like the best team in the NFL. And, I mean, even on defense, just Jamal Adams, is. it just feels like there's six of him on the field because he's everywhere on every play. So I got the Seahawks in this one for sure. Lions at the Cardinals. Yeah, I... Uh, this one was a little bit tough for me too. I don't think the Lions are as bad as everyone is saying. I think they just had maybe had two bad games this uh, to start the season. But the Cardinals are two and zero, so I can't argue with that. And I've got the Cardinals in this one. I'm also taking the Cardinals, although I do think that the Lions are not as bad as they were last year. They only won three games, but Kyler Murray has looked so impressive. He's so fast. He can get away from anybody running at full speed. And he can just throw it. He's got DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, they can score pretty much anything they want to. And I don't think the Lions can keep up. All right. How about the Buccaneers and the Broncos? Buccaneers at the Broncos. I am taking the Buccaneers. Drew Locke is out. They're going to have a backup quarterback for the Broncos. And their defense is average. And I think the longer that Brady's playing with the Buccaneers, the more comfortable he's going to get and the better stats he's going to put up. Yeah, I know I've bashed the Buccaneers this year, but I think last week they kind of proved themselves in the team that they're going to be. You know, Leonard Fournette with two TDs, that really changed my outlook. If he can get going and start playing some good football for them, I think they'll be good. Packers at the Saints on Monday night, Sunday night football. Sunday night football, the best kind of football. And for me, I got the Packers, and the question is, which Aaron is going to beat the Saints? I am also taking the Packers. I was going to take the Saints until I saw them play on Monday night. They could not stop Derek Carr or Josh Jacobs from the offense. So the Packers are going to be able to run when they want to run and pass when they want to pass. And they're going to put up, I think they're going to have maybe another 40-point game this week. And Drew Brees, you can definitely tell age is getting to him. Yeah, after Monday night's uh, performance, you know, it begs to ask the question, uh, think we might see a little bit of Jameis this season, Christian? That or Taysom Hill. Well, we'll see. All right, Monday night, last game of the week, Chiefs and the Ravens. Chiefs at the Ravens. I am excited for this game because it's the reigning Super Bowl champions against the team that I picked before the season to win the Super Bowl and the Ravens, and I am taking the Ravens. They both have high-powered offenses that can score, but the Ravens' defense is so much better. 
yeah, I'm taking the Ravens in this one. They were 14-2 and two last season. I kind of like the narrative between Mahomes and Jackson. You know, Mahomes is getting, he won the championship. He's getting all the glory. Jackson has kind of fallen back into his cave. And now I think he's going to come out swinging. And I think Jackson is just going to come out on a revenge tour this season. Lamar Jackson looks like he's playing better this year than he was last year. He won MVP last year. Yeah, you know, that'll wrap up our picks, and we'll be back in just a second to talk to Kyler Zukowski. Alright, welcome back. We're happy to be here with current junior at Madison LaFayette High School, Kyler Zukowski, a baseball player recently just committed to Creighton to play. So that's, that's big news. Congratulations, Kyler. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. All right, and Creighton, that begs the question, do you look good in blue? Uh, I don't know. I don't actually own a lot of blue, so I'm going to get some merch, going to order it, and I'll be wearing it around, so you'll oh, see, yeah. see me in it. I better see some of it, and, you know, I guess we'll find out how he looks in blue, because we'll certainly follow you throughout the season in a oh, couple years sure. here. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about how did the uh, that recruiting process go for you, and... Did you have a lot of offers from different schools, and what kind of made you choose Creighton so early on in the recruitment process? So this summer it was tough because for baseball they couldn't D one schools couldn't actually like leave their campus, so they couldn't come and watch us. And this was the biggest year for recruiting in baseball senses. So usually, so we go down to Georgia every year, a couple times, sometimes, and um. And some games, there's over 200 scouts there. It's ridiculous how many are there. And But this year, no one could come, so it was zero. So that made recruiting really tough on everyone. And um, so they all had to judge it off video and off based off of ear. What are other people saying about these certain players? So lots of players. So let's put that in perspective. This year for, like, our team, my travel team, GRB, um, by this time, there's usually – probably over half of us recruited and already committed but right now it's only three of us that are actually recruited to play at some college so that's it's been tough on everyone but i've had calls with several schools i went to visit minnesota and everything and i had calls with purdue xavier some other big town schools so it's i'm fortunate to have and then creighton actually they offered me like within like the first couple calls because they just liked what they saw and I felt like I owed it to them to give it back to them and commit there and I love everything they have to offer there and they gave me a lot of money so that's a plus yeah for sure and you know he's saying this so nonchalantly but I mean he's just uh less than a month into his junior year he has all these offers he's gone on all these visits and he knows where he wants to go already so that's just that's incredible to me and that's pretty cool yeah for sure uh do you know anybody you. in omaha what did you say sorry do you know anybody in omaha i do not know anyone at omaha so it'll be interesting once i get there yeah. all right um then what do you believe could be your peak in baseball my peak how far um, do you think you could go I, I don't know. So right now, we are, I'm committed. So 
right now I'm just playing to, you know, earn my spot in college. It's tough, you know. Um, colleges are ruthless. Like, you can be committed, full ride. You can be top-tier athlete. Uh, and you can get there, and you can suck in the first, like, month or two, and they'll just cut you on the spot. So that's another thing. You have to keep working. You can't just take days off just because you're committed. And, um, but right now I'm playing for uh, earning that spot, but also just um, working. But right now I'm playing uh, up an age, and it's like fall ball, so it's like a scout team. So there's some like MLB scouts there. Um, so I guess, I mean, if I keep working, I guess my goal would be make, getting drafted at some point. But um, right now it's really just having that, being that guy in college that can play. So you're not really thinking about the Cy Young Award yet, huh? No, I don't even pitch anymore, so. Taking it one step at a time, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you could be mentored by anybody in the MLB or college, who would you choose and why? Uh, definitely Christian Yelich, just because, you know, Wisconsin, and he's a god. I love Yelly. I like everything he stands for. Seems like a great guy, and he can really hit. He's not doing the best this year, but that's you know, an odd year. That distract you from some from previous years. He's a he's a he's an elite hitter, that's for sure. And I'd love to pick up on some of his mechanics and things or hear some things he has to say. Oh man, don't even get me started on the Brewers this year. We've I've been kind of purposely avoiding any MLB topics on this podcast because they. Uh, uh, it gives me a sick feeling in my stomach to think about how he's been playing this year, man. Yeah, it's bad. Hopefully it's just something about the virus. virus or I don't, I don't even know. But hopefully we'll turn it around. All right, and then we got one last question for you here. Uh, we, had, we actually had Ben Probst on last week, and we asked him this <laughs> question. So uh, if you could be the best in the world at any of your sports, because you're not just a baseball player, you also play basketball and volleyball. So if you could be the best in the the best in the world at any one of those sports, which ones would it be and why? Oh, definitely, definitely an MLB player. Um, I mean, I kind of goes goes. Uh, I mean, unanswered really because I I love baseball and I play it every day. But just being that guy and being that that person who kids look up to. I mean, I look up to like Yelich and he's great. But I just like. It would just be amazing to have that like superstar status and knowing that you can go to the ballpark every day and you can just hit the <laughs> hit balls wherever you want. Swing for the fences. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's a uh, that's funny that you say that because that's uh, pretty similar to what Ben said last week about being an MLB player. So we're two for two on baseball. Yeah, that one's looking pretty good. I guess everyone wants to play in the MLB. Yeah, sweet. All right, Kyler, well, it's great to have you on. We uh, really appreciate you coming on to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem, guys. All right, we'll have to have you back sometime, and good luck at Creighton. All right, thank you very much. All right, see you, man. Welcome back to the Big Mike and Chive podcast. I thought that was a great interview with Kyler Zukowski. What do you think, Chive? I think it was great to have him on. He had some great responses and good insight into the recruiting process and what he wants to look forward to. Yeah, and it's uh, interesting to think that he's even younger than us and he's already becoming a D1 college athlete. So, I've been admitted, but I'm not a D1 athlete. Yep, so me I either. Got that ahead of me. 
Alright, so that takes us into our NFL news of the week. We have first topic is going to be about the Chargers starting quarterback. Tyrod Taylor did not play last week. And so Justin Herbert took over the role and got played a great game for the Chargers with the touchdown and interception. Chargers had implied that they were going to be keeping Tyrod Taylor as their number one option. Uh, I think some people, that was a little bit of a controversial decision by them. Um, but then later in the week, that story even developed further, and we find out that the Chargers team doctor actually punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung while uh, trying to perform a painkiller injection injection on his cracked ribs. So we'll actually be getting to see some more Justin Herbert this week. It is very unfortunate that Tyrod Taylor got a punctured lung and he wasn't even playing, but I do think it's great that we're seeing Herbert, and I don't understand why they were planning on keeping Tyrod Taylor in at the starting quarterback anyway. Ty, their first two games were polar opposites in their who they were facing. They were facing the first week the Cincinnati Bengals, the worst team in the NFL last year, and then the next week the reigning Super Bowl champions in the Kansas City Chiefs. And Tyrod Taylor, against the worst team in the NFL last year, threw zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. I, Justin Herbert can still learn from Tyrod Taylor in practice, but... Through one game, it's obvious that Herbert is better against the reigning Super Bowl champs. So I actually have a theory about this one. I uh, I don't think anyone gets fired for starting Tyrod Taylor. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in the past couple seasons. He always he's just kind of a fly under the radar, not draw much attention quarterback. You know, no one's ever talking about how horrible he's playing. No one ever. No one is ever talking about how amazing he's playing either. So I think it's just he's just a safe option to play as your starting quarterback. I think Justin Herbert's a more uh, risky roll the dice gamble. You know he's a kind of a wild card coming out of college here. Was all right, and another quarterback that was much better than Tyrod Taylor what is ever has been is Cam Newton. I saw an article on one of my fantasy apps today that was talking about the most slept on players at the beginning of the season. Cam Newton was one of those options, but I really, it just confused me, even when the the Patriots picked him up, why anyone would think that he wouldn't have been the starting quarterback. I know that um, there was all this talk about whether Cam Newton or Jared Stidham was going to be the starting quarterback. Like, are you kidding me? Cam Newton or Jared Stidham? We're talking about a guy who was MVP of the NFL just a couple years ago, and you know, Cam Newton and the Patriots, they looked good. They lost to what I think is the best team in the NFL this year on the last play of the game. Because they should have won the game. Everyone in the world knew that Cam Newton was going to run that ball exactly where he ran it. So, Not only that, two plays before, Julian Edelman dropped a pass that would have sealed the game with a touchdown. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Cam, Cam played perfect, and I think they should have won the game. There was nothing wrong with what Cam Newton did. And... I don't understand the whole thing either with people. Did people actually think that Jared Stidham would beat out Cam Newton for the job? The only reason I would think they'd play Jared Stidham over Cam is if they were trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence. But if people actually thought that Jared Stidham was going to play better than Cam, I don't, there's something wrong with you. Cam, he's, a, he's an amazing player. He can run and he can throw. Cam Newton was Lamar Jackson before anyone even knew who the heck Lamar Jackson was. 
He was playing that kind of football, and everyone, I'd, like, I understand that he wasn't healthy, and he had he didn't look great in that last season. But I mean, he's obviously, you know, done everything he's needed to. He looks like Cam Newton of old, I think, and I, especially with Bill Belichick, I think that Bill Belichick doesn't make mistakes. I think Cam's going to be a hit for the Patriots. Um, obviously, last week we saw Saquon Barkley. Uh, leave the game on a cart and then we later uh, find out that he has a torn ACL and he'll be out for the season so that's obviously a very devastating loss for the Giants and uh, you know you really feel for Saquon Barkley Um, but the Giants uh, this week picked up Devontae Freeman I know a lot of you will probably remember him from the Atlanta Falcons uh, two or three years ago and I think it's a great pickup I don't know I know he won't do a ton this week because he just picked him up and, you know, he's had limited practice and needs some time to learn the playbook. But I think we, as we get into the meatier parts of the season here, Devonta Freeman could be a saving grace for these Giants that don't look too great. I don't know. I mean, the Giants weren't great last year and they had Saquon and Devonta Freeman might be a pretty good running back, but he's not going to be as good as Saquon. I don't see a... I don't see him being as good as Saquon, but I don't think they need that. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is still getting uh, a lot of uh, slander for his first two performances this season. But uh, I'll chalk last week's outing up to uh, shaking up. You know, Saquon leaving at the beginning of the game. You know, that's got a that's uh that's Jones's safety net. So he's he obviously had to be a little bit uh, upset after that one. So I'll give him last week. I think you know this week probably not gonna do as well you know Freeman just getting put on the roster but two three weeks I think we could see Daniel Jones coming alive and give him a more uh, active role in that offense now that Saquon's out uh, I think we'll see some good things from Daniel Jones despite what people think we'll really get to see what Daniel Jones is made of now that Saquon is out and see we can't let that de- let that deter us from the fact that there's some wonderful NBA basketball being played right now. There it is. They're almost done with the season. We're in the conference finals. And that brings us to the first topic. Does LeBron have a cakewalk to his fourth ring? So, after the Clippers lost to the uh, Nuggets, you know, I think that everyone, I know a lot of people said, oh, well, that pretty much guarantees LeBron his uh, fourth ring, you know, uh, you gotta remember, the Clippers lost to good teams. Like, everyone thought the Clippers were so good. Well, they lost to teams that were better than them. Yeah, that LeBron now has to play, and I don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk for him at all. No, I mean, you look at Jamal Murray and Jokic, and they're clutch when it counts. They were down 3-1 twice already this season, and came back to beat the Jazz, and the Clippers, who most people favored to win the conference finals. And a hundred percent, and I think we saw the uh, the Lakers' mortality in Game Three against the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets—they weren't playing better than they have been. They, I mean, they played good basketball like they have been doing. I'm mean, Jokic showed out, and Murray showed out, and we'll see. We'll see if LeBron can uh, get his fourth ring here. I don't think it's uh, out of the picture at all. I think it's likely, but I just don't think it's a cakewalk for him. I, I think LeBron will win the championship this year, but I do, I, I do not think it will be a cakewalk. All right, next topic. Uh, congratulations to Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, winning his second 
for the second year in a row winning MVP of the NBA for the regular season. Um, he is now the only player other than Michael Jordan to have multiple MVPs and also a Defensive Player of the Year award. So um, that's pretty cool. But some people are saying that LeBron should have won it. So what's your take on that, Christian? Well, the whole thing with LeBron is I understand he's a great and amazing player, but we're talking about this year. And they all say, hey, the Lakers are a lottery team without LeBron. Well, let's look at this. LeBron played almost 400 more minutes than Giannis did this regular season, which is an average of five and a half more minutes a game and a total of about eight and a third of a full game over the entire season. And Giannis had more field goals than LeBron did on less attempts here. So, in my mind, it's obviously Giannis. Yeah, it's obviously Giannis. I mean, the MVP award is supposed to go to the player who is the uh, strongest asset to their team uh, regarding that the team's success during the regular season. I mean, Giannis had six more rebounds per game, four more points per game. It's just, you have to think about it like this. L.A., without LeBron, I think AD can still take them to the postseason, you know, take them a long way. I think AD, uh, the Lakers without LeBron are just much better than the Bucks without Giannis. I mean, Giannis is what holds that team together. He, he makes the other players around him just so much better, and I think that's a lot of the success we see from the Bucks. And it seems like people are forgetting that when Giannis didn't play good, the Bucks were the worst team in the NBA. Chris Middleton was not an all-star when Giannis was, wasn't on the team. And he didn't have nights where he took over games. And people are saying, oh, well, Chris Middleton and the Bucks play better when Giannis wasn't on the court. Well, when Giannis isn't on the team, they're vying for the first overall pick almost every year. Mm-hmm. And I, they were 5-5 five and five without Giannis, so it's hard to tell. Um, about that, but uh, one. All right. Well, thank you for listening in to episode two of the Big Mike and Chife podcast, recording on Wednesday evenings, and we'll be coming at you on Thursday mornings. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week. Later. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Mike and Chive podcast. After a week off, we're back, and this will be our first October episode. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, by the way, on the way here, Christian, I saw some nice Halloween decorations. So, you know, that'll get you in the mood and think about some football. Unfortunate, though. We're probably not going to be any trick-or-treating this year. That's right. So, well, tonight we got a nice show lined up. We've got a, some NFL picks for week number five. Then we'll go into some NFL news. We'll have some MLB news with the playoffs going on. Uh, some We'll let you know about the NBA Finals, what's going on there. And then we have a special interview with UW Badger safety Tyler Mace. That's pretty Woo! special. All right. Excited for that. we got a good show. That's right. All right. We'll go into our picks, Christian. Thursday night, what do you think? Tomorrow night, Buccaneers at Bears. Now... These two teams have very good front sevens. They pretty much take out the run game. 
of everybody that plays. That's left Tom Brady and his weapons versus whoever the Bears are going to play and whoever they have. And so definitely I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm taking the Buccaneers as well. You know, I saw a stat this week that uh, Tom Brady is, has the best QBR that he's had through first four games in the last three years. So That's kind of scary, actually. That is scary. <laughs> Seeing how good that their defensive line is, they, they stopped the run amazingly well. Yeah, I love the weapons he has um, in uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So I think they'll do pretty well this week and handle the Bears. All right, Sunday noon slot. I love a noon slot. Bills at the Titans after the Titans' surprise bye week. Bills at the Titans. Let's see. They're both undefeated. Bills are 4-0 and Titans are 3-0. Who's going to get their first loss? Uh, I got the Bills winning this one. Uh, you know, assuming they play because, you know, the Titans had all those COVID cases. I think they had a few more positive tests today, didn't they? That's right. So, you know, it's all a little shaky this year with that. But uh, right now, Josh Allen is my MVP. Um, and I think the Bills defense is just extremely good. And uh, I think this is a game for the Bills to really prove themselves. I think if they beat the Titans, that everyone's got to take them seriously. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and COVID and MVP are coming up a little bit later. But I also have the Bills beating the Titans in this game. I think the Titans are in a little bit of a disarray after this surprise of COVID. And the Bills' defense is really good, and Josh Allen is playing at a really high level. He's in the discussion for MVP. I think they are a serious contender, and they'll definitely beat the Titans. All right, so Bills over Titans. Uh, Next, we'll look at the Raiders and the Chiefs. Raiders at Chiefs. Man, I... There are only a few teams right now that look like they're capable of beating the Chiefs. The Patriots look like they could have if they had Cam Newton. They might have pulled off the upset. But the Raiders don't have the defense to stop Patrick Mahomes. And Derek Carr has had he's, he's had a pretty good season. But I don't think they have the run game to be able to match with whatever the Chiefs are going to score. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm going with the obvious answer of the Chiefs here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 11 TDs, no interceptions this year. And uh, I don't think the Raiders are bad by any means this year. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr's got eight TDs, no interceptions. But uh, I really just can't pick against the Chiefs in this one. Mm-hmm. All right, next we got Carolina and Atlanta. Some Teddy Bridgewater action. What do you got? I have the Falcons getting their first win in the season, finally. They actually have a really good offense. They didn't score very much against the Packers, but besides the Packers, they've had some, a lot of high-scoring games. And the Panthers, I think, uh, will have some good games and some bad games. And Teddy Bridgewater in a new system with Matt Rule, a new NFL head coach. And I believe that the Falcons will finally get their win that they're looking for. I've actually got Carolina in this one. Uh, I liked how Teddy Bridgewater looked last week. I know he's a pretty painfully average quarterback, but uh, I also like how Mike Davis is stepping in nicely for McCaffrey. I think he's um, took on that role pretty well. Um, and the Falcons just, I, it's just hard to watch. Uh, Matt Ryan looks really unimpressive. He's got like seven TDs and two interceptions on the year. Uh, I think he should be doing a lot better, so I've got the Panthers in this one. Jaguars at Texans. 
Jaguars at Texans. This might be the worst football game we've seen all season. Right coming off the Texans firing their head coach and their general manager. So I'm taking a tie in this one. <laughs> Interesting call with a tie. That'll be amazing if you actually nail that. I'm taking the Texans. Uh, this game is at Houston. And like J.J. Watt said, he says he feels like they have a bit of excitement and a bit of fire that they actually have a new voice in there. Because I'm not sure any of them actually really liked Bill O'Brien. And the Jaguars, they're not very good. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone liked Bill O'Brien. But uh, alright, that moves us on to Cincinnati and Baltimore. A little Joey football action. Joey Burrow. I am taking the Ravens in this game. However, the Ravens are favored by 13 points. And I did take... Uh, Cincinnati plus 13, but I do still believe that the Ravens will win. I just think all around they're just too good of a team to lose. Yeah, I loved seeing Joe Burrow get his first win last week, but yeah, they're not beating the Ravens. Nope. All right, that'll move us on to the next game, which will be the Cardinals and the Jets. Cardinals at the 0-4 Jets. The Jets are a mess. Uh, Sam Darnold hurt his throwing shoulder, and Joe Flacco will be starting the game. They're they're horrible. I I'm definitely taking the Cardinals, no question. And I don't know who the Jets are going to beat this season. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how Joe Flacco does. I mean he is a Super Bowl MVP quarterback, so I'm I mean maybe he can get something going for the Jets. And I am pretty unimpressed by what Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake have done so far this year, but. I mean, it's the Jets, and I'm obviously taking the Cardinals in this one. Mm-hmm. Eagles at the Steelers in the Battle of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think the Steelers' defense will just shut down Carson Wentz and the Eagles' offense, period. And I think the Steelers will pretty handedly take this one. Yeah, I think the Eagles are a little high off of a um, big win last week in their first win of the season, going into the lead of the NFC East, which is a horrible, horrible division. And the Steelers got a bye week uh, out of nowhere. And so I think I'm definitely going to take the Steelers. Yep. All right. And now move us on to the uh, Los Angeles Rams and the Washington football team. I will take the Los Angeles Rams. For some reason, Washington thinks it's a good idea to bench Dwayne Haskins and start Kyle Allen after Dwayne Haskins threw for the most yards of his career and didn't have a turnover. So I have no idea what they're planning there, and I think it's a little bit of a mess right now. And Sean McVay always has the Rams in a good, organized fashion, so definitely I'm going to take L.A. Yeah, I think Jared Goff has been underwhelming this year, but definitely not terrible. Um, I certainly liked what I saw from Antonio Gibson last week for the football team. He looked like he added a little bit of a spark and some hope for that team. Um, and I do think that the Rams' 3-1 and record might be a little bit misleading, but it's still 3-1, and one, and I still think they're better than Washington, so I got the Rams. And now, going into the afternoon, we have the Dolphins at the 49ers. Uh, I've got the Dolphins in this one. Um, you know, it's finally a big game for Devontae Parker last week. I like to see that. He had 110 yards receiving. Uh, I've been waiting for that all season. I, I mean, Devontae Parker, I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. Um, my brain really wants Nick Mullins to be better than he is, but 
in reality, he's just not that good of a quarterback. And without Jimmy G and a lot of their defensive players hurt, I think the 49ers will go down in this one. I'm still taking the 49ers. Uh, the Miami Dolphins had a good game last week against Seattle, but now they've got to travel over to San Francisco and play the 49ers. And I still think even though they're beat up, they have enough playmakers to beat Miami. All right, how about the Broncos and the Patriots? you think Cam Newton's going to start for them this week? It's hard to say because Stephon Gilmore just tested positive. So who knows? Maybe this game is another one that gets postponed. But I think right now I'm still taking the Patriots, even if Cam Newton doesn't play, just because of how bad the Broncos are. So assuming Cam Newton doesn't play, I'm actually taking the Broncos in this one. Um, I think Melvin Gordon played great last week. I think he's going to have a resurgence. I think we're gonna. I think he's been kind of flying under the radar this year. Um, but I think he'll lead the Broncos to a win this week. Mm-hmm. Giants at the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, so at the beginning of the year, I very clearly overrated Danny Jones. Um, but, uh, I mean, the Cowboys have no defense, obviously, but the Giants really have no offense. So I'm taking the Cowboys in this one, although I think that's also going to be a terrible game. I think the Cowboys will win the game, but I feel like it's also going to be a lot closer than it should be. All right, that moves us on to the Colts and the Browns. Colts at the Browns. Now, this is going to be an interesting game because the Browns have had a pretty explosive offense, I'd say, so far, and the Colts have had a great defense, but the Browns' defense has been about average and the Colts' offense has been about average. I am taking the Browns in this game. I just feel like the Colts have not played a very high-powered offensive team yet, and... The Browns are going to shock them. Yeah, you know, this is actually my favorite game of the week, I think. Uh, the Colts are the Colts are pretty good this year, honestly. Um, their O-line looks good for uh, uh, former Badger, Jonathan Taylor, to run behind. And, I mean, Phillip Rivers is just definitely the best smack talker in the league. Um, but I really think the Browns have it going right now. And I think Baker Mayfield and Odell are having the season that we've been waiting for them to have. They look good, so I got the Browns in this one. Sunday night football. The Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks. Yep, so I got a bird alert in this one. Seahawks taking the win against the Vikings. Uh, Russell Wilson is just looking spicy week in and week out. Um, uh, I do think Aaron Rodgers is actually better than him, so I don't think Russ is going to win MVP, but uh, I do have the Seahawks winning Sunday night. I also have the Seahawks winning Sunday night. I think it's going to be a closer game than people anticipate because Seattle also doesn't have a very good defense, and Viking, the Minnesota Vikings have just come off their first win. But I definitely think Russell Wilson is playing to an amazingly high level, and he's going to lift their team to a win on, in prime time. Yeah, I certainly think he's going to carve up that Viking secondary. Um, those young guys and all the weapons that... Uh, Russell Wilson has and what he's been doing to secondaries this this year. Yeah, I don't think the Vikings stand a chance. Nope. Monday night, Chargers at Saints, last game of the week. Uh, I actually think the Saints are going to look pretty good in this one. Uh, I think Kamara or Kamara might be the best running back in the league. Um, he just looks so good when he runs. Uh, Latavius Murray scoring two touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty. 
it's a pretty nice backfield for him. And uh, I'm kind of sick of all the Drew Brees slander. I mean, he's stu- still Drew Brees. He's an MVP quarterback. He's he's not playing horrible. He's got eight TDs, only two interceptions on the year. He certainly could be playing better, but with Kamara and Murray behind him, I think the Saints will look really good this week. I actually have the Chargers taking the win in this game. I heard some news that it might be moved to Indianapolis because of some reason. I'm not sure why. I just saw that it might be moved. But I'm still going to take the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Justin Herbert has played great for a rookie being thrown into an offense. He led Tom Brady and the Buccaneers for most of the game last week. And Drew Brees, he's still playing pretty good, but I don't think he's as good as he has been in the past. And the Chargers' defense, I feel like, is pretty underrated, and I think they'll slow down their offense enough to get a win finally. Yep, and that will wrap up our picks for the week, and let's see what we got next, Christian. Up next, we have our NFL news. What do we have this week, Mike? All right, I think we're going to talk about the Packers a little bit. All right, so through four weeks... Packers are 4-0, have one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL, and I believe Aaron Rodgers is in second place in the MVP conversation right now. They have been absolutely lights out offensively, even without Devontae Adams playing uh, two and a half games, and Alan Lazard missing the last game. Robert Tanyan has looked phenomenal. He's tied for the lead in the league for touchdown receptions right now. MVS has looked like he's stepped up. And Rodgers is making things happen even when his top players aren't there. Now the question is, is their defense looking good enough to get them somewhere in the playoffs? I mean, yeah, certainly you said it. Rodgers is looking like um, he might be having the best season he's ever had, which is certainly saying something. I mean, the fact that he can make a player like Robert Tanyan look like one of the best receiving tight ends in the league, like, that's just crazy to me, and he's been playing great, and like I said a few weeks ago, it's really just which Aaron is going gonna, is gonna to win the game for us this week. We got Aaron Jones, we got Aaron Rodgers, they're both playing at a super high level, um, but it is true, our defense is uh, giving up a few too many points every game, I think, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out down the stretch. Their defense is looking like they're giving up a few more points than they should, but at the same time, it feels like the only game in which it was really close was against the Saints, and the Saints have a good offense with Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. In the games against Minnesota and Detroit and the Falcons, they didn't really start scoring until the Packers already had a pretty decisive lead. So I'm not too worried about the defense right now. I think we'll be able to really get an image at it when they face the Buccaneers next week on Thursday. Yeah, I certainly don't think we had the amaz- we have the amazing defense that we did last year, um, but I think our uh, offense is good enough to cover the gap. Very true. Moving on, next NFL topic. This was given by, to us by Benny Daly. Ben Daly, good friend of the podcast. Hopefully he'll be able to join us in uh, upcoming weeks. He's busy this week, but he did give us some topics to talk about. So let's hear him, Christian. All right. The big concern right now is how is COVID going to affect the NFL season? With 
the Steelers and Titans games being postponed because the Titans have positive tests and then news comes out that they're not exactly following all the protocols and then Cam Newton tests positive and they have to move the game back and now Stefan Gilmore tests positive and we have no idea where this thing is going to go. Yeah, I will say one thing. It certainly makes it hard to be a fantasy football manager. You know, I've got all these players, and then you find out one of their teammates has corona, and you could have them in their lineup, and then five minutes before the game, that game could just get canceled. So it certainly made things interesting this year. Um, I'm really hoping it doesn't end, end the NFL season. I hope they can take the right precautions to take care of it. But it certainly does make things interesting and uh, a little uh, unpredictable this year, I'd say. Do you think we're going to see any games that have to be canceled and some teams might not have 16 games on their record? I certainly think it's a possibility, but I, I do think they'll keep uh, they'll make sure that everyone gets uh, 16 games on their record. I think uh, maybe an option that they'll have to do is add a few weeks to the end of the season. Add a week 18 or something. Yeah, that's right. Um, so for the MLB, I feel like it was a lot easier. They were able to do those double headers. Um, for football, you obviously can't do that, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. But I do think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Add a few extra weeks to the end of the season, maybe play some games that they need to make up. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's not out of the question that some teams might not have 16 games on their schedule, especially if they're not a playoff team. I feel like they wouldn't really want to want to risk it. But if there are teams that are in the hunt for the playoffs looking to make it in and they don't have the full 16 games I feel like they might do something like that where they add the 18th week or try to do something crazy and move around by by weeks like they did with the Titans and the Steelers but it's definitely going to be something they have to work through but the NFL has always done a great job at working through things and adjusting yeah I certainly like Roger Goodell um I think he'll take the right precautions talk to the right people and make sure he gets everything straight all right, it is a quarter of the way through the NFL season, and so that brings us to who is the MVP through four weeks? Uh, I said it earlier, but I'd love to reiterate, I think Josh Allen is going to be the MVP this year. Christian's shaking his head at me, but he'll see. Uh, the Bills, I think they're going all the way. I've got the Bills in the Super Bowl against the Packers this year. Um, I think the Bills just have too good of a defense to to lose the Super Bowl this year. I think Josh Allen will take those guys all the way, so Bills Mafia all the way. I think the Bills are a very good team and that Josh Allen is having a very good start to the season. I do have them in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, but I can't trust Josh Allen right now. He relies too much on his legs. He has thrown some darts, and he does have a nice weapon with Stephon Gilmore, but he just doesn't feel like he's an MVP type of player. And the Bills haven't been good in so long, it might just be that it's bugging me. But my MVP is obviously Russell Wilson, tying Peyton Manning's record for most touchdown passes in four weeks, completely carrying this Seattle Seahawks team. They have no defense. Their weapons are under average, and he has just been on fire. They have given him the keys to the car, and he is driving it. And I have Rodgers in second place in the MVP conversation, and right now Josh Allen is third. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to stay there. Oh, you'll see, Christian. You'll see. 
I doubt it. Also, Super Bowl picks. Who is your two Super Bowl picks right now, and who wins? My two Super Bowl picks, uh, the Bills in the AFC and the Packers in the NFC. I think the Bills will come out on top. Like I said, I think that defense is good. Um, they Obviously, Josh Allen is just throwing dimes, running all over defenses, and the Bills' defense is stopping every team they play. So I've got the Bills beating the Packers in the Super Bowl. I also have the Packers in the Super Bowl. However, I do have the Chiefs and not the Bills in the Super Bowl. I have the Chiefs beating the Bills in the AFC Championship game and the Packers from the NFC. And I'm not sure if the Packers can make it there with their defense. We'll have to see a few more games against some better offenses to see how they really match up. Their next game against Tampa Bay, I mentioned earlier, will be a big show-teller. But... I don't think Seattle has the defense to take them all the way. Because you saw the Packers in 2011, and in other recent years, they've had some great offenses, but their defense just can't stop anybody. And it might win a few playoff games, but you cannot win against the best teams. I would certainly love to see the Packers beat the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game this year. It would be very satisfying. That would be extremely satisfying. All right. Adam Gase. Let's talk about Adam Gase and the New York Jets. As we mentioned earlier, Sam Darnold is not playing, and it is Joe Flacco playing this week against the Arizona Cardinals. How much longer can the Jets keep Adam Gase around? I don't know. Like we said earlier, uh, the Texans just fired Bill O'Brien. Um, I honestly think Adam Gase should have been fired before Bill O'Brien. Uh, the Jets just look repulsive. I mean... They're just playing terrible, and I I really think if he loses this week, the Jets would be crazy not to let him go. I don't understand how he's made it this far as well. He has been horrible. You see how he was in Miami with Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill goes to Mike Vrabel and the Titans, and he's playing pretty darn good. He only had success as a coach with Peyton Manning and the Broncos' offense. And that's it. But he didn't have success in Miami, and he's not having any success whatsoever with the Jets. And Sam Donald is a pretty good quarterback. I just... It makes no sense why teams hang on to these people that are so bad. And especially in such a big market, it feels like you should be able to hire anybody you want. Yeah, the Jets are... The Jets just need to let Adam Gates go, I think. They really got nothing to lose. So, I really think it's time for a change of scenery down there. I agree. All right, we'll be moving on to the MLB now. Um, So, as you know, it was a pretty disappointing season for the Brewers. Um, Luckily, I think that that, uh, this year might not have counted as much for the Brewers. You know, with the coronavirus, uh, Lorenzo Cain opting out at the beginning of the season. Uh, Corbin Burns got hurt. We didn't have him in the playoffs. Um, so I'm chalking this one up. Uh, Yelly had a pretty bad year. Um, so hopefully they can get things going next year. Um, it was disappointing to watch. They made a few runs. Um, I'm happy to see they didn't really roll over and die in the series against the Dodgers. They kept it interesting. They put up a fight. Um, so I like to see that. But uh, in the end, they did lose. So they're at home now. But right now we've got the divisional playoff round going. We've got the Houston Cheaters up 2-0 against the Oakland A's. 
Um, so they're actually playing right now in a five-game series. So if the if Houston wins that one, they'll be moving on. Um, and what do you think about that, Christian? I think that Houston should have some punishments that shouldn't allow them to even come anywhere close to an MLB playoff game. Their cheating scandal was awful. How uh, you blatantly cheat to win a World Series and multiple other playoff games, and you don't get a scratch besides your GM is fired. They have no business being able to come back to the MLB playoffs and not lose any draft picks, lose any money, lose any anything, really. And I think they should just change their name to, like, the Oklahoma Sooners and basically be cheaters. Yeah, so it's just really hard for me to watch. And especially seeing Carlos Correa hit bombs the other day on the Oakland A's, it just makes me sick to my stomach. I don't like they're where they are. I certainly hope the A's can get it going and take them out of this one. But we'll see. Um, next series, we've got the Marlins against the Braves. The Braves are up 1-0 in that one, and they've got the NL MVP in Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think they'll pretty handedly take that series. Um, next, we've got the Tampa Bay and the New York Yankees. They're locked up at 1-1. One and one. And the Dodgers are up 1-0 on the Padres. I think that one will be an interesting series. I've got the Dodgers winning the World Series. They have too much talent to not, especially with uh, Mookie Betts this year. They've been amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I just, it's hard for me to root for the Dodgers. I, I really want the Padres to beat them. I mean, they beat out the Brewers a couple years ago in the championship game. And uh, then, then getting Mookie Betts last year, it's just not fair. So, um, I'm rooting against the Dodgers, but I do think they're a very good-looking team. And so, we'll, we'll keep up with that in the next few weeks, um, see how that plays out. Um, but also going on right now, the NBA Finals. Last night, the Lakers won a tight game, pulled it up to 3-1, and one, their lead in the Finals. So, they just need to win one more, and then the series is theirs. Yeah, I think it's obvious that the Lakers are going to win the Finals even though the Heat made it close last night and they have won a game, it doesn't feel like they can go on a streak and win even two games in a row. I think at at the worst for the Lakers, they'll win it in six. I feel like they'll probably win it in five. And, I mean, congrats to LeBron finally getting his fourth ring. Yeah, I mean, it was really nice to see... Uh... Jimmy Buckets get that 40-burger and triple-double in Game 3. Very impressive. Um, Tyler Harrow is scoring 17 points a game, which, I mean, he's 20 years old. Outstanding for a rookie in the finals. Uh, that's really cool to see, but I just don't see the Heat beating the Lakers down 3-1. Um, I, I saw a quote from Jimmy Butler today that was like, oh, we're not going to throw in the towel, like, we, we still think we can win this, which obviously he has to say that. I just think this one's out of reach. Um, I know I've talked about Duncan Robinson a lot on this uh, podcast before, but after watching yesterday's game, I mean, he hits threes. He hits threes. He's a great shooter, probably one of the best shooters in the league, but he really just, he gets smoked on defense. Down late in the game, he was he was getting 
a few he just got blown by for some easy layups on a couple times and he's just not really a late game clutch option I don't think he has that in him um, he's more of a player that you would see hit like five or six threes in the third third quarter or something but down to stretch I don't think Robinson is the option and maybe he can develop that into his game later on um, but I just don't see the heat being the Lakers this year yeah yesterday in the second half when AD and LeBron really started to take over, it just felt like the Heat, they had some shots that they made, but they didn't look, they, their body language didn't tell you that they really felt like they could beat them. Yeah, it was kind of torture watching the game yesterday as I was rooting for the Heat. Um, I mean, they made it close, they certainly made it close. They came back a few times, teased you, went up by two or three points a couple times. But in the end, the Lakers just were doing whatever they wanted to them late in the game, um, which is surprising because those are the games that the Heat have been winning um, in the playoffs. But the Lakers, I think, are just too good. And I do see LeBron winning his fourth ring this year. So, in all likelihood, the Lakers will win the finals this year. But then I think the better question is who's going to win MVP? Ooh, that's a tough question. I think the the league will give it to LeBron just because he's LeBron, but uh, I do like Anthony Davis. He has been playing quite well, Christian, if I do say so. Anthony Davis has been playing very well. He has a higher field goal percentage than LeBron, and he has a 100% from the free throw line in the finals. That's a very impressive stat. LeBron is averaging more points, more rebounds. They are averaging the same amount of assists. But it does really feel like LeBron's team because before LeBron got there, the Lakers were nowhere near the playoff conversation. They missed the playoffs his first year he was there. And then he gets a few pieces and AD, and they're going on an incredible run. I think they'll definitely give it to LeBron, like you said. But I'm not so sure. It is looking a lot like AD. Last night, he hit the dagger three to go up by nine. Yeah, I do think AD deserves it, honestly. Um, I've said it before just to many people's dismay, but I think Anthony Davis is the best basketball player on the planet right now. Um, he's playing like it. If, if I could choose anyone in the world to be on a basketball team right now, I would choose Anthony Davis. He's playing great. I mean, LeBron James is LeBron James, but at the end of the day, I do think uh, Anthony Davis is really the deciding factor on this Lakers team. All right, well, that wraps up our sports news topics, and we'll go right into our interview with Badger football player and safety, Tyler Mace. We will be back in just a minute. 